Welcome to Healthy Leads, the one-stop podcast that bridges the gap between small to mid-sized businesses and digital marketing in this interconnected age of the internet and artificial intelligence. If you are looking to increase your online lead flow and close deals, or just someone interested in the fusion of business growth and digital marketing, this podcast is your avenue for success. Now, let's get to our hosts, Ryan Atkinson and Angel Ty LeBron. Welcome everyone to the Healthy Leads Podcast brought to you by Ellington Digital. Today we are going to talk about how sales and marketing can be aligned for the same objectives, the same milestones, be all on the same highway and how you can combine them together. Angel, like 95 Jordan, we are so, so back with another episode. <laughs> 100% glad to be back, man. I, uh, I was, uh, I've been saying that saying a lot, so I wanted to rip it for this episode. So <laughs> thank you for being uh, open to that one. Um, of course. we've got cool news today, actually. This is like breaking news as of October 19th and in that of the world health organization who, uh, as they're also known as released a new publication, listing key regulatory considerations for a on AI and healthcare, super cool publication. They emphasize a little bit more about data. Data is the biggest thing that we're seeing in here. And I feel like data for AI and healthcare is definitely the top of mind of a lot of people. Yeah. And I think, I think especially in healthcare, since you're going to have people's medical records and now AI is going to be involved, it's probably a major reason why everything has been implemented so soon as of now. So I definitely like, I like the reform. Most people will say it should be like a wild west, but uh, I don't believe so. Yeah. It's a little bit different if it's like e-commerce, but when it's like people's like actual health, I feel like it needs to be like a little bit more like fine tuned and like where is this data coming from? Like, how is this, how are these decisions based on data? Um, and so the, who just released this actually today, um, the key regulatory things and outlined six things. Um, a few of them were like transparency and documentation, risk management, externally validating data, a commitment to data quality, privacy and data protection. So, uh, if they like data there, if you like data, you are going to get data with this publication. So definitely give that a check <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, awesome. Let's uh, move on to what we are all here to talk about today, combining sales and marketing. Here are some fun facts for anyone that is listening. One trillion is lost every year because there is an alignment between sales and marketing. And only 8% of companies have strong alignment between their sales and marketing departments. I got to ask, are these surprising numbers to you? Not surprising numbers to you? No, no, definitely not. I mean, so many times it's usually, I think we, like we said on the previous episode, it's pointing fingers, like which department yeah. is, is blaming who. So there's so much of that that I see and I'm just not surprised by only 8% actually have an alignment. So yeah, no surprise on my side. And this actually came from a very reliable source too. This is Zoom Info, which is like a huge company. I use them at HubSpot. And to only say 8% of companies have strong alignment, what is strong? What is that defined as? A little wishy-washy there, but between their mm -hmm. sales and marketing departments, it is a huge problem in the United States. And I feel like with any company is just sales is on one highway, marketing is on another highway, and there's really no alignment here. And so that's what we're yeah. really going to uncover today. Yeah, it's definitely a big bo bottleneck. I think that's the term I always, <laughs> I always like I bottleneck. bottleneck. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, big bottleneck that needs to be solved. Yes. And let's talk about how we can do it. And let's start really, we've, we have some steps here. We'll take every, the listener through it. Um, but number one, define goals and objectives, have an understanding of where your organization's overall objectives and revenue targets are. 
If this is senior facilities, it could be increasing your resident occupancy or improving resident satisfaction score. There's a few here, but um, as we both know, being aligned from the start is really how you make progress. Yeah, because I mean, it all has to go from working backwards. So if you don't know what the North Star is, do you don't even know yeah. where you're heading toward? You're not going to be able to really make any good decisions. It's just all going to be based on flying blindly. So it's definitely important to, for you guys to both understand, okay, we're heading for this type of person, persona, or whatever the goal may be. We're trying to look to increase the occupancy rate or the tour rate, show up rate, whatever it may be. So. Yeah. yeah. And I know within like the software world, a lot of it is like leads, like how many leads, qualified leads did we generate this month? And it can be the same for a senior living facility as well as like how many tours did we have? How many new qualified like leads came through? And so it's really just one, let's take a step back and defining, hey, marketing, hey, sales, this is what we want to hit on. This is our goals for 2023, 2024. Um, and then, like you said, it's basically reverse engineering from there on how you can get there. 100%. Exactly. And then the next thing that we can really talk about here too is uh, develop a shared resident persona. Um, really, it's identifying who fits the persona that we want to go after and then going after them together. Yeah. And, and then another thing that people don't really do is they don't define the entire kind of persona. And then you can have yeah. multiple people too. It's not just going to be one person that's going to be, hey, there's only one person that's going to be coming in. You can have an ideal persona but there's going to be multiple ways and for each persona you're going to have different messaging so that's where yeah. that needs to come into play as well then for each messaging you might have different goals for that person they may be interested in different things so it's very important to have different personas because that extends the amount of people that you can actually reach out to yeah do you have like a usage case in mind for like any like ppc campaigns that you've run or like worked with clients on like defining a persona it doesn't have to be senior living facility great if it is but uh does any come to mind for you yeah so like sometimes they might go oh we need a person that's it's going to be above the age of 55 usually yeah. there's like an age range it's, so they're going to be like above the age of 55 then another one that comes in is hey we don't want them to be on medic like they don't want to come through medicaid or anything like that it might just be a private, uh, like where you pay through there. Um, and then it may be, okay, is it going to be the actual person reaching out? Do we want them to be doing dementia care, skilled nursing? So there's an actual service that they want as well. Um, but then from there it goes, okay, we want this person to be signing up now, or do, are they going to be signing yeah. up three months later down the line? So there's all these like little aspects of where they are is how we determine like, okay, if this person comes in, they're going to be hundred percent qualified, but some of those are the, kind of the big ones. Hey, are they paying through Medicaid? Are they going to be coming in through skilled nurse? The way that I target them is going to be, if it's on Google ads, I'm going yep. to be using intent, you know? So like the way that the person searches, are they going to be searching for a skilled nursing facility near me or memory care facility near me? So that's how I usually start off. Yeah. And there's like a ton of like really cool resources here too. Um, I talk about HubSpot a lot, so I apologize for this, but uh, <laughs> HubSpot has like a free bot make my persona template where you can really, uh, it, it helps you def define like, what do we really need out of somebody? Like, what does mm -hmm. good look like for us? What does great look like for us? And if you make it really fun, you can put a little name on it, like Sally <laughs> Betty, I don't know, something like that. But there's so many resources out here and Defining your persona of like who you want to target, um, I feel like is step one in a lot of marketing campaigns, but it's ensuring that really those goals, like are, are these people the people we want to be hitting? Yeah. It, is HubSpot, so is it that you can have for each person, 
you could be like, okay, we want to be able to talk to them through this way, or they're going to be running on this campaign and it has a, a signing yeah. features. Basically, I think it would be called. Yeah. So essentially it'll let you see like the preferred method of communication is that, does this person, does this general persona like to be on the phone, email in person? Um, it'll also go over like the responsibilities of this person. This is all for like someone that's in like a software company, but if you're within like, or like any type of company, but for a senior living facility, it could be like, who is the decision maker here? What's the goal of objectives? What do they want out of living a senior living facility? Um, so it's really just defining those a little bit more to understand this is the persona we want to target and then being aligned on that. Yeah, I never got to use HubSpot for that. I always had just uh, like a Notion document. <laughs> I was like, what like every... use? <laughs> yeah, like it was always just a document. It may just even be in an Excel spreadsheet where you have yeah. like uh, an x-axis of okay, what is this person defined as, as far as a persona? And then the other access would be, okay, this is the messaging to use based on this persona. So yeah. you'd be able to like grab, like if you think about, okay, with this messaging, it works best with, I could have exactly. four different ways to contact that person. So with that different type of messaging. So we used to use it like that, but I never had a specific software dedicated to the persona. Yeah, it, it is just like a fun little template. I think it basically takes you to an Excel sheet to fill everything out. But mm -hmm. yeah, once you do have those personas identified, it really is. It helps just with your messaging. Like this is how they want to speak. They be be spoken to. This is like some of the things they care about. Um, so yeah, it really does help get your persona down. And once you do get your persona down, you can uh, use what we talked about in episode seven with lead scoring. Um, let, yeah, can you sum up lead scoring again for us? Just episode yeah. seven here. So lead scoring is basically if a person comes in wherever they are on the buyer journey, you yeah. basically, you're basically just giving them a number. Sometimes it could be a number. However, you're quantifying where they are in the customer journey is that lead scoring. So if they're over here on they're ready to buy right now, yeah. it may be a ten. If they're over here on like I'm not ready ready to buy right now, I'm just doing my research. It may just be a two or a three. Yeah. And we really dive deep in that episode. So definitely go take a listen to episode seven where we do talk about lead scoring because this is really a systemized ways to identify like, hey, this person is super ready to buy compared to someone that is not ready to buy. And if you're throwing personas on top of that, it's just a super powerful way for your marketing team to identify this is who we should target. This is who we should go after. But it's also a great way for your sales team to prioritize hot leads that they should take immediate action on. Exactly. And especially if they're going to know how to talk to them because if a person exactly. comes in and they're, they're over here researching, then you could just maybe give them a resource instead of mm -hmm. they're not really ready to be closed right then and there. So there's no reason to treat it like that. So definitely yeah. good to have information. Yeah. One, one way that we've done lead scoring, um, in my experience is, so you'll have like people that are hundred percent, like ready to buy anyone over a hundred uh, sales will go after, but anyone under a hundred, let's say like 75 to a hundred based on your parameters. Those are who marketing is going to be targeting with like emails, uh, ads, all that good stuff to warm them up even more to get to 100. So if you're listening, it helps to def define this just because over 100 will be sales and you can identify people that are close to being what you identify as a great lead that are ready to be handed off to sales. So lead scoring is a super great method that we've started implementing. Yeah, it's been awesome for us. Yeah, I've never gotten, <laughs> we haven't gotten so intricate in, in that method, but yeah, definitely kind of just stuck to the one to 10. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's, <laughs> there's a whole beast to be said in lead scoring. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of good stuff there. And so, so far we've talked about defining your goals, objectives, 
uh, develop a shared persona that is agreed upon and then also lead scoring. But another important part that I think you are super excited to talk about is <laughs> aligning the messages so they are in sync when marketing says something, sales is also saying it. Um, so yeah, what should people know about aligning their messaging between the two departments? Yeah. yeah, so like the perfect example would be if there's a lead magnet, right? There's gonna be a lead magnet out, but there's also another way that someone can get in contact with you, which is just the contact us form. So sometimes if a lead comes in, it may not always be labeled how the person came in, yeah. right? So if you know that the person is coming in through that one goal where you're saying, okay, hey, we want people to download this down this downloadable webinar that we previously had on dementia care, right? There's gonna be a whole different way they're gonna to talk to that person compared to the person that came through on just a contact, a general contact us form. So it's always important to have people, to have the sales team know, hey, we're running this campaign as well. Make sure that you're talking to them in this manner, like acknowledge the yeah. fact that they downloaded this and then proceed with, you know, the next steps into the sale instead of just mm -hmm. going, Hey, thank you for contacting us. How may I best help you or something? You know, it's not, <laughs> you're going to get a lower response rate doing something like that. For sure. And if you have like cookies on your website, it's, it would be really simple to just identify like, oh, this person visited this resource page or this resource page. And then once you hop on the phone with them or you outreach them, you're able to speak in that language. Um, in like my cold calling days, uh, rips the cold <laughs> calling days, happy they're behind. But, uh, when I would call people, it would be like, Hey, I saw you're checking out HubSpot's like case study page on XYZ. Like, are you guys also interested in increasing your engagement rate? Uh, right now or something like that. And so it's speaking to like what the person is like familiar with, what they're actually checking out your website to do. Um, and it's being relevant to that. So yeah, being aligned on that is uh, super key. I, I gotta say, man, I'm actually a fan of cold calling. <laughs> oh, I love cold calling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the first, the first time I got a, a job, the way I did it was instead of just, so I was a personal trainer originally. So instead of just yeah. like sending out applications, I just made an Excel spreadsheet of every single job in New York city. And I just went down the line and just like called every single one and had like seven interviews in like oh. one week. So like every time I ever needed a new job, I would always just cold call and Dude. instantly within like a week or two, I would have a new job. So yeah, <laughs> that's my preferred oh. method. If you're ever looking to get a new job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we can have a whole conversation on that. Uh, but cold calling, like a lot of people think it's dead, like even cold emailing, cold calling is mm -hmm. not dead. If you want to get through all the fluff, if you want to just have a conversation, cold call, you're, I remember like at HubSpot, we'd have to make over 35 calls a day for our quota mm -hmm. and you would maybe connect with two or three people, but it's just getting those reps in, 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 um, and eventually they're going to start to hit and you're going to be more comfortable on the phone. So yeah, cold calling is a lot of, uh, improv, uh, but it's a ton of fun. And as we can see, just yeah. from your example, there are a lot of benefits of cold calling. Yeah. I, I had fun in my days. <laughs> Definitely was a good time. <laughs> I love that. And so let's just say though, you're a senior living facility and you don't want a cold call. Uh, and one way that you can do this is by creating awesome content and you want to be aligned on your content as well. And so you want the sales team or you want the marketing team to talk with the sales team. Uh, what do you want us to create? And that could be flyers, brochures, webinars, all that good stuff. And that really empowers the sales team to say, this is what we're hearing in the market. This is what we need to create. And once that's aligned, it's just, it's a wheelhouse of creating great content. Yeah. And, and it really goes back to that sharing of the information. So if they know yeah. that, hey, on these sales calls, I mean, most marketing people are just looking at numbers, right? So when they get on that sales call, that's where they actually get to know the story behind the numbers. 
So if that person joins the sales call and they're just like, yeah, I saw that, that brochure, but then, you know, there was a one that you guys previously had that I saw that I really was more compelled on, but yeah. you know, this recent one that I saw just kind of made me go, okay, I'll check them out again. But you get to have real feedback from those people. You can also be on the sales call, ask them, Hey, how'd you hear about us mm-hmm. to actually clar- clarify? Oh, you know, we're getting a lot, a lot of people from this brochure. Oh, they saw this specific one. So yeah, it, it really helps to to share the information from those sales meetings and with the the marketing team. Yeah. I feel like measurement is like, it's one of the most tedious things to do is to like measure like how content's performing, but it's actually like probably one of the most impactful thing you can do for your organization, just because you're going to identify, Oh, this is working. This isn't working. Um, people are submitting this form at a 35% conversion rate. This one's 20%. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it is something where you want to be measuring and there's so many tools to do out there. Google analytics, your CRM might be able to do that. So, um, yeah, it, it, it's tough to do. Uh, nobody, not a lot of people love to do it, but if you can find someone to do it, uh, using the data that you have is so powerful. Yeah. It's one of those just tedious tasks that you just kind of have to get through or delegate it out to a VA. <laughs> you know, seriously, I, uh, in some past lives, I haven't had to do like weekly reports on like social media metrics and all that good stuff. Mm. Every Friday, worst part of my Friday by far, I would log on while the coffee's going down. I'm really flying through this thing. Like, what are all the metrics I need to put together here? Uh, so it's super tedious, but it is super impactful because you can track those week over week metrics. Yeah, that's why I'm trying to get to the point where all the reports can just automatically just be pulled in. But there always is that overview that you kind of have to give, uh, give of it. Thankfully, I'm mostly on a monthly basis with the reports, yeah. but... I would be I would be definitely uh downing some coffee if I had to do it on a on a <laughs> weekly basis like you did. <laughs> yeah, and do, what uh what data or what like data are you pulling just out of like curiosity, uh, just so people mm. can kind of listen in. Based on uh, social media or something like paid media. Um, let's do paid media. Yeah, so paid media it, it's mostly dependent. I mean, most times that you're going to be putting money behind something. Yeah, there's usually a specific outcome that you're looking to get. So in most cases, it may be, hey, we want to book these virtual tour, not virtual, we want to book these actual tours, keep thinking of COVID days. <laughs> we want to book these actual tours, um, or we want yeah. to get these lead magnet downloads, right? So those are all going to be under the classification of conversions. So conversions yeah. is like mostly what I'm tracking, at, like 99% of the time, conversions. Yeah. Um, from there, I might be looking at the conversion rate. What is the bounce rate? You know, the amount of people that are coming to the website and leaving. What is the average time spent on the site? Yeah. Uh, I like for conversion rate optimization reasons, I like to use a software like Clarity where I can mm. actually see the sessions and see what they're doing on the page. Are they yeah. going all the way to the bottom and then bouncing? Are they, you know, doing all that? So, I mean, there, there's a lot of metrics. I'm, I'm literally looking at everything that kind of tells the story better. So how are people seeing the ad? What are they doing once they see the ad? Once they get to the landing page, what are they doing when they get on the landing page? And yeah. I'm looking at any any type of metrics that have to do with that type of story, telling that story. And there is everyone's Angel's PPC tip of the week. Angel, you are <laughs> seriously like a PPC wizard. I love hearing what, what you have to hear. And if you are like a senior living community running these PPC cam, take it from Angel, who just gave you a ton of metrics you should be tracking and what's most important and what's not important. So I, I, I appreciate it. <laughs> and so we are winding down on here. I wanted to give a little quick tip here as well um, when it comes to creating content that I really like. 
what we've done in the past as well, which has worked awesome is when, when sales is having these conversations and something just keeps coming up, like, uh, I'm trying to think of like an example of like something like just regulations that are in the industry. Like, how do you guys do X, Y, Z, blah, blah, blah. If they keep hearing this over, they should be communicating with marketing to say like, Hey, we keep getting this question over and over again. Can you create content on it? Because that's going to resonate with, uh, people that are actually in the marketplace. So that's always a, it's always a money move to do as well. If you can have that, if you can be that in sync with your marketing sales team, I would, uh, that's a friendly little tip for everyone. <laughs> yeah. A hundred percent. And then the, the awesome thing about paid media, like, let's say you boost it out to your, your, your audience or something like that. You get to actually see how are they reacting to it, you know? So like mm -hmm. if you have a campaign that's just targeted towards your social media audience, then you get to see, okay, based on what the marketing team is telling me and the people that are seeing it, how are they reacting? And then maybe yeah. you can even come up with a better lead magnet or come up with a better, whatever type of post, the hook to the post that resonates best. It, it, it's all information they can use to make a better decision. Yeah. And we all want good data to make good decisions. Um, and so, yeah, we covered a lot today. Uh, we covered first, like how to define the goals, uh, how to share that resident persona, the lead scoring, lining that messaging metrics as well. Um, and that quick little tip right there. And so like 95, 98, 99, Jordan, uh, we're bouncing out now, uh, something like that. I don't know, but, uh, Angel, always, always a pleasure to speak with you about, uh, just all things lead generation and senior living facilities. So it is always a pleasure when you get to speak. Hey, same right back at you, man. Well, this will wrap us up. And you guys, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube. Please make sure to subscribe, press follow, give us a like, give us a rating, and let us know your feedback. We appreciate you guys taking the time, and we will talk soon. Peace.